0: It's the final quarter of 2020, which has been a super weird year to say the least. So us as content creators, what should we be doing? What should we do to end this year strongly? What are some practical tips and tricks that we can deploy right now to help us with our channel, with those brands, with monetization and everything in between? Well, that's exactly what we're going to dive into on today's episode of Tube Talk welcome to tube talk the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views subscribers and build your audience brought to you by vidiq download for free at vidiq.com and welcome to another episode of tube talk my name is liron segev i am a tech blogger a youtuber and the director of customer success here at vidiq where every day we help creators big and small level up their channels, get more subscribers, more views in less time. So it's the end of 2020. We're hurtling towards December. People are thinking about Christmas and New Year's and hoping that 2021 is not a repeat of 2020. but we just never know. So us as content creators, what are we gonna do to make sure that we continue to press on, put our foot on that gas accelerator, and as we accelerate towards December and January, we're doing all the right things. That was my big question to Mr. Benji Travers, who as you guys know, is the co-author of YouTube Secrets. He's one half of the Epic Duo video influencer, daily vlogger and speaking of halves is the one half of the power couple it's judy's life an amazing channel you guys have to check it out all these links will be in the show note benji welcome to tube
1: talk hey thank you so much LeRon. always honored to be on the show especially since i actually listened to this podcast and it's uh, surreal to hear my own voice so appreciate you (laughs) having me on excited for today
0: definitely i couldn't think of a better person you know it's been a weird year i don't know how you're finding it but you know the whole world has turned upside down and now we're thinking man what do we do us as content creators where do we go from here what are you finding out there you're helping people all the time with their channels what are you seeing out there
1: sure well weird is one way to put it i'm (laughs) sure there's so many words so many phrases and even perspective on, of what's going on in 2020. And of course, my prayers go out to all those who have been affected, you know, health-wise, maybe um, someone passing away. And it, it's just a difficult time. Like, it goes without saying there's challenges. But when I think about 2020, it's not your normal best practices advice. I think it's, it's bigger than that, the opportunity. And when I think about 2020, I actually think about 2008. I know it's a little bit different, but um, stick with me here. You know, (laughs) my whole experience on YouTube specifically started in 2008. And I personally was going through a rough time because in 2007, I started a real estate business, which is not the industry you want to get into considering what happened in 2008 with the real estate crash, Mm -hmm. the economy was just horrible. And I don't know about you, Leron, but like it was definitely also a difficult time. And I remember I had to actually become a real estate agent during that time because I had lost all my properties. I had some uh, rentals, I had some flip houses and literally like I lost it all. Mm -hmm. And being a real estate agent, it wasn't my dream job or career, but it's what I could do at the time to survive. So for a few years, it was a huge struggle. And obviously the world similar to now was going through some, I think, correction, right? We, right? They call it the Great Recession. And I think about that time because we're also going through that right now. One of the things that was ironic about 2008 for me personally is my wife, who we were living together. We had gotten married in 2010. She had started a YouTube channel. And in in the first like few months of her doing it, I used to kind of chuckle and laugh at her. I would look over her shoulder and I would tell her, if you can believe this, my future wife, that she was wasting her time. Oh. Now, of course, she always gets the last laugh because she went on to do over a billion video views, has multiple channels, very successful businesswoman. And in those early years, I was a huge support in, in terms of her business management. And the reason I bring all that up is, it was kind of a weird dynamic. It was the beginning of this amazing YouTube journey, but it it felt like the end of my real estate career. And year after year, I I just wasn't getting a lot of listings or sales. I mean, I was working my butt off, but the, the opportunity wasn't there like it was the years before that. Funny thing is, since my wife was having so much success with YouTube, I thought, you know, why don't I start a YouTube channel for my real estate business? Mm -hmm. So I did. Around 2010, early 2010, I started putting up videos. And these were very, like, frequently asked questions type of uh, Q&A videos. You know, how do you find The right real estate agent how do you know what a house is worth how do you put in an offer Uh, how do you inspect bank owned properties so really simple things and i thought you know what if i get some leads and get some extra listings why not now it helped me um here and there i did get some investors i definitely got the word out in terms of my they call it the sphere of influence. Um, but nothing crazy was happening, right? Nothing like what my wife was going through, which she was working with brands. She was making money through AdSense. She was just like gaining so many subscribers. My real estate channel probably at the, the height was had like 5,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. So it was about 2011 after a few years of being in real estate. Uh, you know, I started the YouTube channel. It definitely helped, but it wasn't like a big game changer. And I'm not kidding you, Leron. A lot of people don't know this. I was so close to quitting. I was helping my wife with her YouTube channel. I was helping her build a business. I was managing a lot of the brand deals, and there was a lot of opportunity there. Where I we had already been married at that point, and I thought, you know what? This is the future of where media is going. And I, the month I was going to quit my real estate deal is the, the same time as I got the biggest opportunity in my real estate career. And I went from doing uh, less than uh, 10 houses a year to over 100 properties in one year. Wow. I probably sold more houses than just about anybody north of Seattle all the way to the Canadian border. And it was because of a special uh, account that I landed selling basically government-backed properties. And, uh, that was all because of my YouTube channel. Right. (laughs) Um, I definitely had some experience with definitely other people going for this account, way more experience, uh, and had bigger businesses, but they specifically were looking for people that had some social media savvy and was already doing something on YouTube. So I was perfectly positioned because I was just doing it because it was so normal for me at the time. I must've been like, Uh, what, 26, uh, 25 years old. So I was young enough to where like, I was willing to do something different, even though the industry at the time wasn't. And so I like to tell that story because in 2008, when everything crashed, and in 2010, when I started the YouTube channel, never in a million years did I think one to two years later, That I would be doing so well that I would have that many properties and my life completely changed. And it really was because of this YouTube channel. And the reason I'm sharing that story with you because I think I'm living through deja vu right now, like every single day. When people ask me about 2020, I think about where I was at 2008 and all the things I wish I had then, like I have now. And I'm not talking about resources or connections or even experience. It's just like, the mindset that when times are hard, if you can be the one to find the solutions and bring new value to new problems, Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's just up, it's like up from there. And so that's what I think about in 2020. Of course, we're gonna get into, you know, some like actual takeaways and tips, But uh, I'm excited for 2020 while at the same time sympathetic for the rest of the world. But it's all about perspective so that you have the right perception so that it helps you build a better future.
0: You see, I'm happy to end the podcast right here because (laughs) I I think that's that's the wow factor. It's that this isn't new. Uh, The world Mm -hmm. goes through history, through cycles, and this is going to repeat itself again and again and again. And we've been through this. We've all lived through the 2008 recession when things went belly up and what, was, what you knew for a fact worked yesterday simply stopped working today. And there's two kinds of people. There's those who say, woe is me. And those who say, okay, woe is me, but what am I going to do about this? So what I really love about the story is that what you did was what you knew how to do take the information that you have locked up in your head and make it available online. Were you never afraid that someone is going to say to you, look, Benji, you're giving all this for free. Anybody can watch this YouTube channel. Man, you're undercutting this entire industry. Why would someone want to use you as an agent if you're just going to give it away for free?
1: Well, this is the ironic thing. I actually said that to my future wife at the time, now my (laughs) wife, Judy, right? Right. I used to think you're just wasting your time. You know, you've got a college degree. You want to get into child psychology. Like, what are you doing? And of course I was supportive, but I just didn't take it seriously. So when I got into it during the time where she was really blowing up and she was growing her influence, getting these opportunities, I felt the same way. And also that's why I bring up being young Like the good thing about being young, sometimes being ignorant to kind of the, the, uh, I guess the judgment that people would have in the industry. I definitely knew this was different and it was new. But I also knew that what made YouTube unique is people were getting information for free. My wife became a makeup guru. She hates that term, but that's what she was (laughs) because they valued the information she would give from her perspective as being a non-professional in the makeup industry. She didn't go to school for it. She had to learn um, on her own without any videos, you know previous to YouTube. And then when YouTube came on, she learned more because of other ladies teaching it. So real estate was no different. And ultimately you and I both know you can learn everything about real estate agent, but when it comes to actually like finding the properties Mm. and signing documentations and closing the deal, yet you really do need a professional. So all I was doing was helping people to answer the questions they already had, because I knew that when it came time for them to decide they would eventually use me as an agent. I never knew that Mm -hmm. like there's this huge account that looked at that and thought, you know what? We want that not only for our properties, but other buyers who are gonna be uh, looking at our properties to buy. And so they were, and this is what's ironic, the government, right? They had enough foresight to know that there was value in this platform. Another like short, short, I promise, uh, (laughs) short story. One of the reasons I knew this, like I was onto something is in that same year, 2011, when things really turned around for me, my accountant at the time, um, when I first met him, he told me he wanted to take me on as a client, even though he had never had like YouTuber clients, because he had said in that same year, the IRS also started a YouTube channel. And he said, If the IRS starts a YouTube channel, then what they're doing is justifying it as a platform because they're putting up content on it. So I think you being a YouTube. So I remember like all those little signals were just popping in front of my face and go something is going on here mm. before it became what we know as this like you know video platform that dominated people's attention everything from entertainment to information and then obviously like now influencer marketing you know I oh, my course. wife and I we work with a lot of brands like is a thing but back then it wasn't like influencer right. marketing wasn't even a term so that's what i would say in terms of like why I was able to face the judgment or the questions people would have and be able to kind of like break through that. And to be fair, also, when you land deals, especially big ones like that, you really shut up the haters real quick.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, but that's what your YouTube channel gave you. It gave you that credibility and people who respect that credibility, they, if you're willing to put all this information online online, for free, for anybody to consume that information. Wow. Well, imagine if we get him as our agent. Imagine what else he knows. Imagine the stuff he isn't putting online. That's what I want to tap into. So, that is the value of being a creator. You're given a platform where you can share just as much as you want to, or just as little as you want to, but you're giving yourself that recognition and you're giving yourself that credibility. And that's super important. So as we bring it forward now to 2020, we're having this insane year. And people are getting on the platform faster than they were before. I mean, people are stuck at home. People are being safer at home. And this is an opportunity that's available at your fingertips to get onto the platform. So I want to break up the conversation into almost two parts. We have those who are new to the platform, those who are just starting to get their traction heading out towards the end of the year. And then we've got those who have been on the platform for a while and they're looking for some inspiration or some tips of what can they practically be doing as this year is coming to the end of the year. So let's start off with the first group. New people, they're trying to work out, is it too late? Have I missed every single boat? Have I missed every single signal? Like. You you managed to pick up on those signals. Maybe someone's listening to this and saying, look, I want to be a creator, but man, it's way too late.
1: Well, first off, I want to mention the reason I told that story of what happened to me in 2008 to 2011, both on YouTube and real estate, is because the same thing is happening. So before we Mm -hmm. get into those practical takeaways, is have the right mindset to know In the midst of so much uncertainty and doubt and obviously chaos, there is a ton of opportunity. And you've gotta be the person that's willing to plant the seeds and kind of like work on your harvest because the the return on your investment is gonna be ridiculous like never before. Because whenever there's such huge change in the world, that is when you want to be starting businesses. Um, so that's the first thing to say. But for people just getting into this business, you know, one of the number one ways to make money, Liron, in this space isn't through like what people assume, like getting views in AdSense, working with brands and getting sponsorship deals, and even like having your own business. It's literally the practical things. If you know how to shoot video, if you know how to edit, if you know how to create content, if you know how to go live, because you know, to be honest, like uh, you and I, we're not, we used to see each other like two or three times a year. Now we're like glad to just do everything virtually just for pure safety. So if you know how to do any one of those things, which by the way, if you're a YouTuber or you have a YouTube channel, you create content, you learn all those things out of necessity. Mm -hmm. You are so valuable. More valuable than ever before. I tell young people right now, if I knew how to use a camera and edit on my computer, I'd be not like virtual knocking on doors. I'd be calling local businesses. I'd be thinking of you know, those people that want a digital presence and I'd be offering my services. So that's number one. And you're gonna learn that as long as you're putting up videos because you have to record, you have to right. edit, you have to upload. So that's the first opportunity that anybody can take advantage of. By the way, it doesn't stop there too. Social media is even more crucial. So if you're a social media manager, you know how Instagram works. You know how about Twitter, you, you understand TikTok, which let's not even get into that right? <laughs> the opportunity there. There's just so much that you can be doing without having any influence Or any kind of established channel. Well, well, before
0: well, we can't you can't you can't give us these nuggets and then (laughs) glance over them like you didn't say anything. Okay, I just want to unpack that a little bit further. So, one thing I don't want anybody to miss is what Benji said: that if you have that skill, don't be mistaken to thinking that everybody else also has that skill. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, there are local businesses right now around you that are not sure how to do business anymore. The world has changed. People are not coming into their restaurants. People are not frequenting their shops. They're all trying to go online, but they just don't understand the space. They haven't had the run-up like you have. You haven't had the opportunity or the access or the training like you have. So if you'd know how to do any of these skills, Photoshop, editing, going live, uploading content, cutting up content and repurposing it for other platforms, If you know how to do that, number one, you can offer that as a service right now, not even on your own channel, as a service to somebody else who's perhaps struggling with that or doesn't really literally just doesn't know how to do this. So that is an amazing, amazing tip. And every single person listening right now should look around in their area, look for those businesses who are forced to go online. How can you help them? Not only will you help yourself by earning some nice money, but you will actually be saving businesses who just don't have a clue how to do this, especially the mom and pop kind of shop. You know, those people who have been, who are still taking out ads in the yellow pages, they're spending money in places they shouldn't be. You can do a great service helping them and therefore taking your skills and getting them to that next level. So I know Benji just simply, said this like it's like it's an obvious thing it isn't okay
1: yeah one more uh, thing i want to add on that note is this is something i've always said to anybody getting in the industry or say you have an established channel and you just haven't made money yet because you're not getting the views you need for adsense or you just can't land the deals yet or you're still building your product or business the reason it's so significant this year is because this skill and this service is not only needed now more than ever, it's going to be exponentially more important for years to follow, man, God forbid something else happens and we have to go into another lockdown. Well, you're going to be able to survive any of those ups and downs because you're building a skill for the future. And I definitely don't want to discount that. I appreciate that you just reinforce what I said. And I like, you know, practically like this is why businesses need this, but more so now than ever, Like if you are just learning these skills, it's already valuable to somebody not willing to learn it or doesn't (laughs) know it. Yes. If you're already knowing these skills, you've 10 X your value to the market because you're already ahead of the curve. And now businesses who maybe are established like big, like fortune 500 companies that maybe didn't take uh, content seriously. Now they want to work with other professionals. So even if you're somebody that has a little bit of influence, you're already starting to work with some brands you might find that you're more valuable to these like corporate brands or these corporate businesses than you, are to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't even know where to go with that because <laughs> I know, I know if I've experienced it too, I've worked with some, you know, fortune 500 type of companies and what they're willing to pay for not only my skills, but my knowledge outweighs what you would typically get just for my own personal business.
0: All right. I love this. So already very, very practical What's next?
1: I interrupted you when you were going to head off to number two. (laughs) So (laughs) the next point I want to make is more for, and are we talking now, are we moving from like someone experienced to someone with a little bit of influence or uh, heading on their way? Absolutely. Okay. So what I'd say for people that maybe have already established an audience or building that momentum Uh, Maybe you just hit your mark this year just because of the additional views, which by the way, that's a whole nother point. We haven't really talked about views on YouTube have skyrocketed. YouTube's valuable to the world has grown so much in 2020. So, you know, this is a great place to be. Obviously more people have also started channels, but the business opportunities, you know, brands in 2020 kind of paused everything for about 30 to 60 days. So all of those budgets that they were going to execute to create content or sponsor influencers were basically pushed back. And it's Mm -hmm. not like they jumped right back in Leron. I mean, you and I both know (laughs) they were very hesitant. They didn't want to make any mistakes, especially the toxic nature of social media. They just didn't want to get involved in anything that would hurt their brand. So, the fourth quarter has always been historically the most valuable advertising season. I would say it's 10 times more valuable this year, not just because of the digital need, because people aren't going into shops, they're not shopping at malls, Right. But also because of those delayed budgets that have to get spent. And in corporate America, and of course, I know your viewers are from all over the world, the structure is probably very similar, mm-hmm. If you have a budget set for 2020 and you haven't spent it, you lose it, right? Yep. In fact, some businesses, they actually look at it. And the reason, I mean, this is kind of getting into the nitty gritty, but it's good for people to hear that aren't familiar. They need to spend this money so they can justify the budget for the next year. And this is why in the fourth quarter, in addition to holidays, in addition to the shopping, the heightened amount of purchasing people do, they have to blow out all of these budgets they had a plan for ads for content for influencer marketing so know that whether you're a beginner and you've got enough influencer land deals or if you're an established content creator with a reputation to for working with brands you need to double down on content to show like this is the place you want to sponsor because you know, I always say like you want to definitely door knock virtually, like get people Mm -hmm. to sponsor channels. But if you're putting out quality content, people can see engagement. They'll be knocking on your door.
0: The one thing you said was that the fourth quarter is usually a really, really good quarter. So people don't realize that. And brands know that this is a good time to spend money. You've got black Friday sales All of those are just events that are repeated year and year and time and time again. So this year, it's slightly different. What's important to note is what what Benji said was that brands have budget, but they had to pause those budgets because they weren't spending as the world was crashing around us and people were literally working out what they're going to do next. But now that we have a bit of a routine, brands still have to make money. Otherwise, we're going to have even more job losses and disasters. Brands still need to spend because that spend is their exposure. That exposure means they move more product. Moving more product means they can pay their staff. So that budget that was paused for 30, 60, 90 days, even 180 days at the beginning of this year, it's just sitting there. And they're going to go bigger and bigger and bigger. And I have personally seen it on my channel. I've personally seen it with other people's channels towards the end of the year, that those figures are just bigger because brands want more and they have to spend that budget. It's the use it or lose it situation. If you lose it, it's very, very difficult next year to ask for the same amount of money when you didn't spend it this year, which means you've taken it away from another department. So again, Benji made some great, great points about how this year is shaping up. Now is not the time to relax. Now is the time to look forward to what's going on in the next couple of months as we're seeing at the end of the year. Um, Benji, one thing that I kind of mentioned in my little rant here was about things are going to be different this year. You know, Halloween, I don't know how it is around your place. Halloween is something that our neighborhood does. Everybody lays out candy. The kids, the little kids are walking around all dressed up like you see in the movies. It's beautiful. It's typical. We love it. But this year, things are going to get weird. So how do we attack it from a creation of content point of view? I know that what my typical YouTube video looks like for Halloween. Do I change things up this year? What do you think?
1: Well, you just have to consider people want some sort of normal, but it's not going to be normal. Right. And there are new problems. I I don't want to even attack this for a specific event or a holiday or even like a tent pole type of thought. It's more of like the reality of what we're living through and the problems, the challenges, and the hurdles people have that are new and how do you solve them? We solve this with, uh, zoom calls. I mean, we're recording this on a zoom call. I don't know if I should have mentioned that, but (laughs) a lot of people, like you mentioned before, they didn't even know how to create content. They didn't know how to edit. Well, a lot of them didn't know how to do a zoom call. So if you had a video previous to the pandemic and the shutdown and remote working your zoom related content did really well right one way you can get an edge on everybody else is think about the things that people cannot do that they want to do and they're going to have to get creative with it or some of the tools and resources that they're going to need i mean a big one it's we're lucky because we didn't have any really intimate celebrations where we kind of gather during the spring and summer other mm. than here in the states we have fourth of july and i know some people they still went out anyways right and shame on you guys for agree. you know not wearing masks i don't care like me personally <laughs> i'm not like even trying to get political point being we're about to get into like you said halloween thanksgiving you know hanukkah mm-hmm. christmas new year's these events where people typically will gather for parties and whatever. I can't even tell you because I don't know like what people are going to do, but there's gonna be a new way we need to experience these. And obviously people wanna connect, but how are they gonna connect? If you can create content around that. And by the way, this is just one example, right? Not pinpointing any one holiday or one uh, uh, instance, it's the, it's the principle that if people have these new experiences that we've never had ever before, and you can like know what's going on and like look at the trends, look at the hashtags people are using, what are people doing that they didn't do before? And then you pounce on those new trends to create content around it. Obviously, I'm not getting into the details on like exactly what that is because I don't even know what that is. That's kind of the point I'm making. 2020 is full of new things Mm -hmm. and what's exciting about that is you can be first on scene and you know i think about the beauty industry and one of the most successful beauty people is michelle fawn and she obviously she's got a lot of skills very artistic if you guys don't know she was the original og makeup artist to come onto the scene she was a blogger turned youtuber and she doesn't create a lot of content but anybody in the beauty world knows and even though she had all these skills and had a lot to offer and had great videos what made her so great more than anything was the fact that she was the first or at least she was the first one to do it at a whole nother level right now in the fourth quarter you can be the first to do things like and finding these solutions to these problems. And that's how I would look at it because I feel like that kind of mindset and those principles can be applied to really any industry, any kind of niche, if you can uh, know what those are.
0: Yeah, I love that. I think it's a good time to reinvent yourself or reinvent the, Absolutely. Uh, the content. Nobody's been through 2020 Halloween. you have having a great, great opportunity to put that foot forward. And as Benji said, it's not just Halloween. Things like Black Fridays, things that are are topical in your country. Maybe you need to look at those. That's the important bit. What's going to get searched? What will people be looking for? Maybe the search is, how do I celebrate Halloween during COVID? And maybe you make a video around that. Maybe you design masks, which are Halloween specific. These are all opportunities available to any type of channel, but you have to be proactive. One of the biggest mistakes that we see, and Benji, I'm sure you see this as well, is people wake up a day before and go, oh, is that tomorrow? Man, I wish I had some content for it. We know you gotta think ahead. We know you gotta plan ahead. If you start planning now, not only will you have amazing content ready to go, but another opportunity opens up is brand deals. So Benji, I wanna have your thoughts on this as well brands that are, we spoke about brands needing to spend money, is now a good time to pitch brands concept for the Christmases, the New Year's, the Black Friday, whatever it may be,
1: Well, it just depends on the type of brand and the dynamic of the relationship to that brand's campaign. For example, if you're working with a smaller business, it's a great time to pitch to them like something. Mm -hmm. If you're working with a bigger brand, who's already kind of got a set calendar, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit more difficult. And I'll tell you for two reasons. Number one, brands typically plan out their whole year uh, early on. Um, And secondly, because of what happened in 2020, that plan has basically been squashed for right. most brands, right? right? And so they're trying to figure it out. And that is where there is an opportunity to pitch to brands. I think what's more important, and this really really sets, sets you um, up not only for the future, but what I'm going to kind of like uh, finish off with is putting out the type of content that brands want to sponsor, right? That is yes. more important than anything. And this is both for seasoned creators as well as new channels. That That is probably what's going to be going to give you a lot more leverage for any kind of discussions or negotiations with brands, uh, depending on, you know, what your relationship is with mm-hmm. them. Um, it's, you know, one thing I thought about when you were talking about is, you know, informational channels, tutorial channels, anything where you're uh, teaching something, a skill or how to create something, that's one aspect of YouTube. But you know, another thing that people do when they're at home during the holidays, funny enough, you'd think it's family, but it's actually watch a lot of TV, TV, yeah. Netflix, <laughs> right. you know, Amazon, movies. But guess what? Hollywood is shut Down right Right. now, right? Absolutely. And I know this is taking a little bit different direction, but there is a point here. There's a channel named Trey Kennedy, and everybody should watch this because obviously, you know, you and I, we come from the informational, Mm -hmm. uh, educational realm of YouTube. You know, me being like a YouTube expert, obviously, you're teaching about tech and doing reviews, but entertainment, probably the biggest moment for entertainers in the history of mankind especially if you're new on the scene. Trey Kennedy is somebody that I think at the beginning of the year he had maybe a couple hundred thousand subscribers. By the time this podcast comes out he's probably going to be a million. Hmm. He's literally gotten tens of millions of views on his videos both old ones that he uploaded before and new ones that he comes out like he did a 30-day sprint or marathon, I don't know what you would call it. He (laughs) uploaded every single day and it was showing up on my feed every single moment I was on YouTube and it worked. I know like I'm looking at his page right now and like all his videos are doing at least a few hundred thousand, if not like, you know, half a million or a million plus views. And the reason I bring him up in relating back to what you're saying, attention is what brands want to see. And if you can get the views there's a creative way to integrate these products, these services. I'm seeing it all over. Think about addition to Hollywood, just like the production companies, the advertising uh, agencies, just the industry around creating commercials is also limited. They can't like create That's- the same kind of uh, videos that used to. And I know that Hollywood is getting picked up and, you know, like people are getting back into work, but nowhere near what we were at before during a time where more people are consuming content, they're going out less. Now, all this stuff is very macro; it's very kind of broad, but it affects the brand deals because brands need this content more and more than ever. And of course, when I say you know this is a principle, I teach it like in our book, which we wrote like four years ago, which was relevant since 2010 all the way up until now. But when I say these things in 2020. It's way more important because brands, these, uh, you know, content creation studios, uh, any of the agencies representing the, the, the kind of like the industry of making commercials and advertisements. They just can't do it the way you, a content creator, can. And if you can focus on that, in fact, I was just consulting somebody yesterday, and they asked me, Benji, what could I do from now to end of 2020 to make as much money as possible, right? Because they just don't know. Mm -hmm. I said, focus on content. Trust me if you can get those views up right now, right? And if you can really gain attention during this time where so many people are uploading to TikTok, there's way more posts on Instagram, there's way more videos going up, that is going to serve you better than anything else. And the entertainers of the world need to take notice because even A-list celebrities, they're kind of desperate for work. I imagine, by the way, I'm like assuming this, (laughs) but Leron, I used to go to movies all the time. I'm sure you probably can relate. I haven't been to a movie theater since March
0: forever, which, mean,
1: which means those movie theaters can't release things, and yeah. that attention isn't there. But that attention is on digital. So yeah, you know, absolutely, that, it's a whole lot to break down. I'm sure you'll you'll do a great job of doing that. I would focus completely on content right now because that's the one thing that you have an edge on you know, traditional media uh, more than ever. Because even traditional media, who is going into studios, skeleton crews, right? Completely. Minimal production support, so.
0: Well, we've all heard that saying when people say, what should I watch? I've watched everything on Netflix. Like <laughs> I, I've been to the whole catalog. I've watched everything. What else should I watch? And that's why YouTube TV and people are really moving towards the entertainment side. When actors like, Brie Larson, for example, creates a YouTube channel, that tells you something. When a lot of the A list celebrities are actually taking to YouTube and forming their journey and creating content, that tells me that, look, they are not sure what's going to happen. All their movies, all their productions have been put on hold. They're not going for auditions. They're not going for, it's not business as normal. But you know what they can control? their own content, they can control their own YouTube channel, just like you can control your content and your YouTube channel. Now is not the time to take your foot off the gas. What are your goals for the end of 2020? And what are your goals for the first quarter of 2021? You got to think like a business. This is not going to just magically happen unless you make it happen. So Benji, as we're wrapping up here, final message that you can give
1: One of the reasons I started this podcast off with that story of 2008 is because I feel like I'm living through the same thing over. And I mentioned planting seeds. What you can do more than anything in 2020 is plant seeds for 2021 and beyond. What I did, what my wife started in 2008 not only prepared me for that opportunity in real estate Mm -hmm. which completely changed my business and life but it set me up for what i did the whole next decade up until this point where i'm being invited to talk to you on this podcast (laughs) and A lot of people, it's easy for them to not see beyond the next 12 months, especially if you're going through a hard time where you have to pay the bills, you have to put food on the table, you have to take care of your family. But if you can take a moment to breathe and look at how the world has changed and it will continue to evolve into something completely different and set the foundation for the next, I'd say, two to 10 years you will see so much opportunity come your way. And that's why these next few months, you know, we talk about this all the time in the information world, Leron, where a lot of things, and by the way, another fun story. I love stories, by the way. (laughs) You and I, Right? right we were talking a lot about uh, how excited we were for 2020 and how many people can relate to that i just remember like december 2019 mm.
0: 2020
1: looked a lot different to people right it <laughs> was it was like not only the year things are going to happen it was a new decade i right. feel like january outside of some you know unfortunate things that are happening around the world like it was exciting right february we're getting kind of nervous march 2020 it was just like the definition of 2020, and even the reason we're having this conversation completely different.
0: Completely. Absolutely.
1: You can have that same excitement that people had in 2019, but actually have even more ROI, return on investment. Right. The amount of time you put into your YouTube channels, creating these businesses around this industry, and basically setting yourself up for the next decade will come back to you, not just in money, but like new opportunities. I was even thinking for speakers, for example, Mm. if you were a speaker and you were used to being flown out to different states, different countries, uh, you're doing six figures. Well, guess what? Even as a beginner speaker, you could be on the same playing field as those epic success stories because now everything is virtual. I do believe we'll get back into it. So I just use that tiny little example Mm -hmm. to show you that if you're listening to this right now and you've never done YouTube or you just barely started and you're learning from Leron and all the other great guests that right now, just like in 2008 for me, you may be a beginner, but you're at the same starting point as so many other business people who I've already created these amazing things because uh, it, like it's, it's an equal playing field right now more than ever. And that is something I'm excited about and I hope gets you inspired to move, not thinking you're behind. Because right now there's a lot of people playing catch up and it's those people that you would assume you know, aren't playing catch up, but because of their circumstances and their business model um, are in the same place as you.
0: Wow. So basically, we're not going to get a free pass from Benji if we don't do this. We have to do this because that's going to really set us up for success as we're heading out to the end of the year. Benji, always find, Always enjoy our conversations in person or virtually because, well, we just don't have in-person mm-hmm. events at this stage. Always find Lots of amazing information. Love the stories. They really cement how this is real. My favorite expression, it'll be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. And I, f- <laughs> I really believe that's where we are now. It's not the end. We're going to carry on and get through this with as much help as possible. That's why we're here. Benji, if people want to get more information or find you, follow you, tell us about Video Influences.
1: Oh, thank you, Leron, so much. I-, I always love chatting with you and, of course, sharing any of my knowledge. And in fact, it doesn't stop there. On video influencers, Sean Cannell, and myself, we put out content of us interviewing other people, similar to what you do on this podcast. So just type in video influencers on YouTube. If you want to get our book, just type in YouTube Secrets at Amazon and Audible, and it will be there. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like the top thing that pops up. Those yep. are the two best places to find me and any of the content that will help further you on your YouTube channels and your businesses as influencers love it love it love it
0: and for the rest of you still hanging out here don't forget to smash that subscribe button in your favorite podcast application share this episode with at least one other creator that's perhaps struggling not really sure how to end this year needs a bit of motivation a bit of a gentle but firm push which is what you get with this episode share this episode with them and as always we'll catch you on the next episode of tube talk thanks for hanging out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.